Welcome back to the Cerebral Fit Podcast. This is James Reese, and what's up? I am recording here once again from the Premier West Gym here in Lubbock, Texas, via the Anchor app on my phone. Yep. And one of the things that I've made mention on social media, I believe it was on Twitter, Facebook, yeah, and a bit. I believe on the blog too, which I have taken a bit of a hiatus from, is a new format. Because you got to change things up. You really do. And you sit back, you meditate on things, and you figure out hmm, what should I add? What should I drop? What should I, you know, not change at all? So, you know, there just comes a point when you just have to keep doing that. You have to evolve. You know, especially, you know, considering just all the different things that I've gotten into, especially in the past, man, seven months. You know, you you go from being a government worker to a personal trainer, podcaster, to a blogger. And, you know, I'm pretty certain there's going to be some more feathers I add to the cap here soon enough, but... You know, we'll we'll talk about that when that day comes. So, nonetheless, um, you know, this is the introduction part to it. You know, most of the major podcasts out there, you know, they tend to have <laughs> a good introduction piece of what they're going to talk to talk about. You know, it's kind of like looking at it from a research paper. You get your introduction. So, this is the introduction. You know, of the brand new and improved Cerebral Fit podcast. Ooh yeah, maybe I should uh, you know advertise that a bit more. I guess I will. I don't know. But I am going to have a set day from here on out of when I am going to release this podcast because going sporadically, you know, that's all fine and dandy with keeping people on their toes. But I know that I actually do have a core audience. Spotify and Anchor have actually, um, for us podcasters out there who use Anchor, uh, such as the Sneaky Bands podcast, the Rambling Mans of podcast, Collar and Elbow Wrestling podcast, uh, and a few others. Uh, they've really upped their game in terms of for us to see where we're reaching at, where we aren't reaching at, and so on. So, you know, it's helping me as a podcaster understand what I need to do better as a podcaster. In which in turn can correlate to other things I got going on in my life. So, you know, that's how it is. You know, the intro is very important. So, without further ado, unless you kind of skip ahead and kind of see what I'm going to talk about, we're going to move on to our next segment. One of the things that I've done before in several episodes back in the very beginning was go over an article. I want to say it was one or two episodes that I did about where I did focus on one specific article that related to fitness or mental health or both. And so I decided to bring that back because as of late, I've been feeling, um, you know, the focus of this episode is going to be around the mental health of, uh, well, just mental health period. But in this case, I was actually um, referred to this article by one of my clients, and the article uh, was comes from studyfinds.org, and the title of it is Half of Americans Battle Gym Intimidation, Afraid of Working Out in Front of Others, and it's by Ben Renner, came out March 23rd, 2019, so it's a very relatively new article, 
And then a survey sponsored by the protein drink maker IsoPure, they essentially asked and took a survey of a bunch of different gym goers from all over the country, asking them about, you know, just how they felt about walking into the gym or why they didn't go in the gym in the first place. And essentially, um, let me find it here, said about, and quote, about 3 in 10, 31% admitted to pangs of anxiety when thinking about trying to get into shape in general. Another 48% said they feel intimidated by the sheer number of fitness workouts and classes offered at the gym. Even among those who have conquered their fears, 47% say they still experience intimidation from time to time, unquote. Uh, you know, even as a personal trainer, I can admit, and I'm you know, not shy about this, that gym, inti- gym intimidation is a very real thing. It is a very real thing. Uh, I experienced it when I was a child. I remember a child, teenager, when I remember I went with my dad to one of the gyms in Hobbs called Krabby Jacks, which wasn't too far from the road from where we lived. And I was about 13 or 14 years old, maybe even 12. And I'm going in there and I'm doing my best to kind of just mimic what he's doing. And there was these um, older teenagers there who ten- who saw what I was doing and kind of were la- and they started laughing at me, you know, and snickering and all that kind of thing. And that, mind you, if you know me and you've seen some of my pictures when I was a 12, 13 year old kid, you know, I um, <laughs> I looked, uh, you know, real skinny, big Coke bottle glasses, not exactly the most. I wasn't the most athletic, even though I desired to be uh, an athlete. But that was something that really that kept me out of the gym at that point from here on out, at least until I was about 16 or 17 when I started working out in my uh, garage because my dad at that point had collected a good amount of weight of weights and benches. So we set up something in our tiny garage and, you know, that, that was privacy. That was privacy. We could have our own music playing. You know, uh, this was the time before iPods, smartphones. So. You know, I had to listen to a Walkman or or a tape player, which isn't exactly the most um, comfortable thing to be carrying around there. But, you know, in talking with several of my clients this week about gym intimidation, you know, they all have it. And one of the reasons that's honestly one for one of my clients, he told me, in fact, that that was the reason he did hire me because he didn't know. Um, or understand what some of these machines, what they were about. Because, you know, you walk into a gym, you're going to see some machines that are pretty intimidating. Even when I remember when I was at the core back in Hobbs, New Mexico recently, I saw a machine that I had never seen before. I sat there kind of looking at it, trying to figure it out. And, you know, my ego sort of got in the way. I say sort of. And I didn't do it because of the fact that I didn't, I didn't want to embarrass myself so to speak and I ended up actually doing it at one of the the next day yeah the next day I went and did it it was essentially um how do I put it it was like a hip thruster machine it was by believe uh, I can't remember the brand of it really effective machine but you know I had to do it you have to take that leap of faith and do it despite the fact that you you know you may embarrass yourself and trust me I've embarrassed myself at the gym plenty of times we all have and you will but that is something that that's just a part of life, and it's um, very much just uh, it's it's part of how you do. You're gonna trip in life. You're gonna trip on the outside. You're gonna stumble, even if you're uh, uh, pretty, you know, how to handle your feet and whatnot. But you know, 
reading this article is very telling on just, you know, what keeps a lot of people out of the gym and why it can be necessary to to hire a personal trainer because as a trainer, you become a mentor. You become, you know, it's in the name. It's a trainer. You know, you're training people to essentially know how to work out on their own because you're not, they're not always going to work out with you. There are going to be days where they're off doing their own thing and they're going to see a machine that, oh, oh, I know how to do that now. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the things about, you know, you're an educator as well. You're a gym educator, I suppose. Uh, going back to the article, though, uh, one excerpt from the, uh, towards the end of this uh, article, quote, eventually positive gains from doing a routine over and over again begin to slow. Nearly half of those who say they're stuck in a gym rut, 48%, haven't seen a positive change in their body in a while, and 41% agree their weight has plateaued. Converse Conversely, another 41% mirrored in a rut say they actually gain weight without changing their diet, unquote. That's a very, very common thing when you plateau. And as a trainer, you know, that's where we step in to make sure that every workout that you're doing changes, you know, not necessarily from time to time, but every time. I know that when I'm in there, I tweak it in some way or some fashion. It's either your positioning the time that you're going to do it, you know, reps, sets, whatever. You have to keep changing that because I want your body to keep, you know, like what's going on here. I want it to keep guessing. And so in my own experience, you know, the fact that they mentioned the plateau back before I was a trainer, I did, you know, when you go in and you get into autopilot in a gym, you're, you're not going to do anything. You're just essentially maintaining something and on a plateau, you stay on a flat line. Imagine a flat line and that's what you do when you plateau. You're not making any gains upwards or downwards. Now, upwards, yeah, in weight perhaps, if you're really you know, not taking care of yourself outside of the gym and, and not doing what you're supposed to be doing in the kitchen. But needless to say, you know, that's one of the things that I could see where you, know, you go in, you start a routine, you add it to your lifestyle, and then something happens, life happens, and then you find yourself you know, kind of in that rut where you, you at one time were in really good shape. You made those gains, you, gained, you, know, you earned those gains, and then you end up losing, you know, losing that, that motivation, you know, that, that urge to go into the gym gain that weight and then you feel oh, I don't want to go back and so you know the gym and uh, man I'm talking real fast here <laughs> gym intimidation is a very real thing and you know for myself you know to relate with the honored equipment that I actually work out with you know you're working out with a steel mace a steel club kettlebells a lot of different things that are based off um, ancient ways of working out 19th century 18th century Persian style workouts now, in Lubbock, Texas, or anywhere for that matter, you go into a Gold's Gym, a Planet Fitness, whatever, you're going to get some looks, especially when you're carrying like, for instance, today during my workout, I brought back into the big box gym that I go train at. I brought back my mace because, you know, I wanted to just get, I had the room to do it. I wanted to get some, you know, different exercises down, practice some stuff. And you get a lot of looks, you get a lot of stares and I get some stickers. You know, you get a lot of the gym bros, you know, and even some of the gym girls, you know, uh, they tend to kind of just look at what you're doing as being silly. And for me personally, that became something that I had that I knew was going to happen. But I had to, that was my way of fighting back, getting used to that. I'm going in using and doing a different style of working out that is and it's working for me. It's benefiting me. So after a while, you tune out everyone else that's in there. 
and then you're just you're almost by yourself. So um, th if you really want to uh, get into this article, it's at studyfinds.org. Uh, it's little byline at the beginning. It's uh, research in a nutshell. I highly suggest really kind of just going over it. I think that it will kind of maybe open your eyes a bit on what you personally can do and to get into the gym more or even help those that you're training with. So definitely take a look at that article. I thought it was, um, you know, once again, shout out to uh, Larry Vigel. Vigel, hope I said that right, Larry, for referring me to this article because, you know, it's, it's, it's true. So needless to say, I mean, uh, give that article a look-see and think about it. What's the, what is LeVar Burton? <laughs> no, 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 I'm trying to think. I'm going back to the reading rainbow days of what he used to say. I'm not going to rip them off, but, you know, open your mind. <laughs> I know a little while ago, it was about a week ago, I had posted up like a promo for Networking 101. Well, here's the promo. I, I essentially, I'm going to make that a part of the podcast permanently as a segment because one of the big things that I was going to talk about in a nutshell with that specific episode in mind was just the importance of networking. It was something that I really didn't do back as a government worker for nine years. And, you know, you, you rub elbows with some people, you know, you shake hands, you introduce yourself, whatever. And it, for me personally, it never really got me anywhere. I'm not someone, I don't kiss ass. I really don't. And, and some might say that that's what kept me from reaching the upper echelon of government work. But uh, that's just not what I do. However, when it comes to networking and promoting others for, for them to expand the awareness of what they're doing in their own lives from a personal or per personal, you know, professional perspective, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, I've, especially since I've gotten into the fitness industry, I've really have been, you know, I'm baptized, been baptized by fire in regards to knowing how to network and knowing how to promote not just yourself, but others as well. And so two people that I'm going to focus on in this episode, in this very first segment, um, first one is Shane Baker Oropeza. Man, I hope I said that right, Shane. Uh, I've known Shane for a little while now. We both w used to work together over at TSA. For several years, Shane's a good guy, uh, much like myself and a few others, I say a few others that I know, you know, we tend to see the bigger picture of what we want to do in life and how to support not just ourselves, but our family. And Shane, a little after I got my license, uh, certification as a trainer, went out and got his real estate license. And he had done so years ago when he was an officer over for the U.S. Capitol Police back in D.C. many moons ago. And he decided to get back into the real estate game. So Shane Baker is one of your newest real estate agents here in Lubbock, Texas. He's a part of the Go-Getters Residential Real Estate Team with Keller Williams. Um, you can go on his Facebook and look him up. Uh, Shane's really knowledgeable, one of the more intelligent individuals I've come to meet in the past few years. Uh, extremely friendly, knows what he's talking about, and will truly go you know, above and beyond to get you where you want to be in terms of looking for a house. He's bilingual. He knows several languages. In fact, I think English, Spanish, French. Uh, the, the Exactly. <laughs> the dude is intelligent and smart um, and will certainly be probably an outlier here in Lubbock, Texas when it comes to what you know, going above and beyond for your 
housing needs. So I know personally, we've talked about, you know, with my personal end game about getting a, a house or even a, some land or a building for the, you know, eventual gym I want to own and have. Um, I'm, and if it's here in Lubbock, I'm definitely going to ask Shane Baker to help me out with that. So, you know, take a look at them on Facebook. You know, Facebook is where to go now in terms of, you know, instead of Googling it, Facebook it. <laughs> the other person that I want to mention uh, her name is Maggie Ward. She is a personal trainer over in Houston, over at the Exercise Coach that's located off over in West University. Now, Maggie and I got to know each other. Um, she was a bartender here in town over at one of my favorite little haunts called Nick's by the Overton. And we would run into each other occasionally over at Crunch Fitness. Uh, as we got to talk to each other and know each other, it turns out that she got her degree from Texas Tech, Reckham in kinesiology and is incredibly intelligent and you know in you know well, kinesiology she knows fitness she knows what she's doing and one of the last times that we got to hung out here in love before she moved to houston you know we just really discussed fitness and just what she was going to be doing at the exercise coach and the machines that they were going to be using uh were extra Otics, botics, something like that. Forgive me, Maggie, for butchering that, but this is state-of-the-art technology. And going back to the segment that I mentioned earlier about gym intimidation, Maggie's real good about being able to guide you through these workouts and show you, especially with the state-of-the-art technology they're using, because a lot of it is based off computers and just seeing how you can, you know, measure your eccentric movements, your concentrated movements, your negatives, your positives, and all that. And Maggie is above and beyond um, the best, your best bet in navigating through that. Because this technology enables you to get an efficient workout in less time. So I think the number she told me was 12 minutes you can get a, you know, in 12 minutes you can get a workout that would take two hours, which blew my mind. Blew my mind. You know, I'm old school iron, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm not open to using uh, advanced technology to, to help me out with my fitness. But this is certainly something that I will be checking out here in the future. I would love to go up. And I do plan at some point during this year in 2019 venturing to the Austin area to go visit on it again. And maybe venture over to Houston and Galveston as well to visit Maggie Train with her. Use these machines and get my first hand look at what you know, the exercise coach can do for not just myself, but for anybody out there who's looking for an environment, uh, a different approach to their fitness. And so you can check out Maggie over at the exercise coach located on 4060 Bissonette Street in Houston, Texas. Um, you know, they uh, have a website like much like everybody else. So please check them out. She's also, uh, I don't think she has a Facebook page. So, you know, if you do get that Maggie, please let me know. But that is just something that, as a trainer, you gotta you gotta give heads up to people around you. You're in a community now, and I encourage you to do the same in terms of you know it's like um, this is a new way of just giving people your business card. So, in my case, I'll use this podcast, which <laughs> didn't think I'd ever uh, be able to do that, but it's pretty neat that I can do that. So. Yeah, so once again, and for your housing needs, please uh, check out Shane Baker Oropeza here in Lubbock, Texas. He's affiliated with Keller Williams Realty. Check him out for your housing needs. And Maggie Ward over in Houston, Texas. If you're needing a personal trainer that is intelligent and a go-getter, check her out over at The Exercise Coach. And that is that.
Another segment that I'm going to do, <laughs> hopefully keep consistent, but you know, it's consist- consistency is the name of the game. Uh, birthdays. We all like our birthdays. I mean, of course, as we get older, we kind of tend to ignore them, but you know, it's our day. It's your day. And so that's something here on the podcast that I'm going to start doing from here on out is giving a shout out for people's birthdays. So starting off here Thursday, March 28th, we got Karen Verubel turning 64 years old. Happy birthday, Karen. Karen and I used to work together up to, over at TSA. She's turning 64 years old. Very sweet woman. Very sweet woman. On Friday, March 29th, Kathy C. Smith. It's her birthday. I got to know Kathy over at the Falls when I was a trainer over there. And she was um, one of our... Uh, she and another young lady... Uh, trained together with one of the other trainers there that I got to know during my first foray into personal training. Kathy, very sweet gal, has a couple of sons who will probably end up being some, well, I know they are professional MMA fighters and are going to make some noise. Uh, one of them being Cade Smith. I'm not too sure what the other her other son's name is, but that dude is going to be making some noise. So happy birthday, Kathy. Also that same day, Jennifer Riley Horton. Happy birthday as well. Jennifer and I got to know each other over back when I was at Texas Tech working at the Child Development Research Center. And she was the receptionist there. And we just clicked. She was just real cool with me. I was real cool with her. You know, um, real easy to talk to. Especially, you know, back then for me as a, as a <laughs> very starry-eyed t- uh, 20-something college student, you know, she was a bit a little, a little older than me, a little older. And, you know, she, she, helped, she helped me get me through some issues. <laughs> Girl issues at that. Gave me a lot of advice and very sweet gal. Her husband, Michael, is a big-time fitness fanatic just like me as well. He does a lot of stuff. He's, um, they're great people. Jennifer, happy birthday. Uh, on Saturday, March 30th, my cousin Martin Olvera turns 46 years old. I remember when Martin was a teenager and I was just a wee child. So it's kind of crazy that he's turning 46 years old. Happy birthday, cuz. On Sunday, March 31st, Brian Belugara, another personal trainer that I've gotten to know here in the past year. He's turning 30 years old. Wow, 30 years old. Good job, young man. David Mapp is turning 33 years old as well on Sunday, March 31st. I know David from back in Haas. We used to play tennis together. I believe he's a teacher now, so much power to you, David. Or Chris, as, uh, as, as I know him. Uh, Kimber Blair is also having a birthday on Sunday, March 31st. Uh, me and Kimber crossed paths over here at Bash Rip Rocks Bar. She was a waitress there. We had a really, uh, we had some really cool conversations. Uh, I remember one particular night I had a, a very interesting incident at Texas Tech regarding. Well, I won't get into it, but it, it, it may or may not have been involved crime fighting. But we won't get into that. Uh, we had a. She was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wherever you're at. Kimber, I don't know where she's at. She's still in Lubbock or across the world. She is a world traveler. Happy birthday, Beth Hill. Beth Hill and I got to know each other back in grad school. She was a law student. I was over at Texas Tech grad school. We met through the Innocence Project of Texas. Uh, Beth, she's a character. She is a character. I know she's doing some good work over in Midland right now. Uh, beautiful daughter, beautiful family. Uh, Beth, I hope you're doing well. I haven't seen you in a while. So happy birthday, Beth. And on Monday, April the 1st, April Fool's Day, Ophelia Smith, uh, another young lady that used to work with over at the Child Development Research Center. It's her birthday on that day as well. And Brandon O'Neill, another fellow Hobson, he is turning 34 years old on Monday, April the 1st as well. So April Fool's is coming up, you know. Uh, I really don't. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of uh, 
April Fool's jokes that are played on me. Uh, my sister a few years ago got me perhaps in the best way possible by really convincing me that she had, uh, well, <laughs> gotten pregnant and did a very convincing job of doing so. And then she, I, I bought it. I bought it and I thought, oh my word. You know, I was happy but petrified for it at the same time. And man, so needless to say, um, I'm pretty sure I'm just inviting inviting those uh, those April Fool's jokes. But needless to say for those, happy birthday to all those I have mentioned. I hope you have some good cake. Enjoy your time and, uh, well, make it a good year. And the main segment of the podcast is now. It's been a really interesting month for me personally. You, I have made no, no secret of the fact that I'm pretty open with uh, my mental health and just the issues that I've encountered and gotten open with on this podcast from anxiety, stress, depression, you know, all the things that we all go through, keyword all, and we. And so I know this month, you know, I just, I really got into this, this really bad funk and, you know, maybe perhaps I'm being a bit, you know, when I say really bad, you know, we all go through those valleys and, 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 you know, this one was very much, um, it was an interesting one in that, you know, your professional, your economic situation, you start to feel just, uh, well, I don't know, it's not necessarily helpless, but man, you just, you see the tide rising of, of, of you know, bills and whatnot and trying to keep up with them. And man, that can get... The financials of things can really, really take you down a, te- a peg or two, and so, and we've all been there. Let's that's just unless you're just we're born into wealth and never really experienced that. But you know, for me personally, that was something that just really weighed heavily on me this month, and it, man, I just was lashing out at things. I just I'd, I'd hit the bottle if you. Uh, few times too many on some nights, um, which considering just my situation, my professional situation, just overall my personal situation with my diet and all that, like binge drinking is not a good thing. (laughs) And so there were a few nights um, this month where I just, you know, where your problems overwhelm you. So I turned to the bottle as a means to help, I keyword, (laughs) quote unquote, help get through it. And that did me no favors. Um, just uh, throwing up and maybe using a, losing a lot of calories and gains from that. But you know, I'm open with it. I'm not afraid to talk about that. And, you know, it's kind of crazy, though. But I've been having, you know, talks with a lot of people that I know. And, you know, we've who are open also with the, the mental issues that we all face. You know, we're none of us are immune to that. The biggest problem I feel with society right now, or maybe perhaps ever, is the fact when it comes to mental issues, mental health, we shy away from that. But yet we're not able, you know, we're not we're not scared to go on Facebook or social media for that matter and just tell the world I'm sick, I'm at the doctor's office, I have the flu, I have diarrhea, you know, I got strep throat. But when it comes to saying 
I'm feel depressed. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed in life. We shy away from that. And it's a damn shame that it has to be that way because we shouldn't have to shy away from that. We, we should be able to feel open to talk about that because it's a very, you know, that's an illness. That's a sickness, you know, that it's a very, it's very hard to comprehend. And so, you know, I've, I've been fortunate this month and at the time of this recording that I'm, uh, I've gotten over, you know, that, that valley that I was in, um, you know, it just kind of click, clicked on me one day and, you know, I went out and took charge of my financial situation. You know, I, I made it work. I was going to work towards getting out of that hole. I was going to work towards having money in that bank account to pay this bill, to pay that bill, and so on. And so when you provide and go out and find your own answers, make your own answers, you know, that's where you can possibly start to feel better about your situation in life overall, in your being. And so, you know, that's something that, it's easier said than done, especially if you're listening to this, you know, and we all go through that. We all go through the financial aspects of our career. You know, I took a huge leap of faith in leaving the United States government after nine years, a steady paycheck, benefits, to go out and start something on my own, to bet on myself. And bet on yourself, that's a massive thing because I got tired of, of having to to place my future in the hands of others that don't know me. So what, you know, and they call the shots. Well, quite frankly, I don't like that concept anymore. I'm done with that concept, you know, and, you know, I, I really enjoy the fact that I get to call my own shots. I get to work when I want to. I get to do this now, you know, and it's a grind. It's a hustle. It really, truly is. But when you get started and when you're working towards your goals for me personally, and probably for a lot of you out there who are listening to this, you get that that urge to keep going, to keep going. It's like in the gym when you're feeling just, you feel that high coming on. You're like, okay, let's push harder. Let's push through it. Let's get it done. Let's make it worth it. And so, you know, that's where, you know, when I, when I get, when I talk about it with my friends and family, even strangers about, the stresses, the anxieties of life, depression and all that. I do feel better about myself, but also the fact that we're, we all go through this. It's a part of life, unfortunately. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very sad at times that there are people out there who can't get through that. And, you know, I, I saw something earlier on Twitter about an article about a young, young child, 10 years old, uh, t took his own life because he was being bullied. And, you know, that's just awful. Social media is a lot of things. It can be a tool. It can be an escape. But also, you know, it's given an outlet to a lot of miserable human beings out there who feel it is their duty to make others feel just as miserable as they are. Uh, they're more known as trolls. That's the popular term for them. And, well, there's also another term that I like to call them bullies. And I don't like bullies. I never have liked bullies fought a lot of them and so you know going back to the article i mentioned earlier about gin and gym intimidation you know those same people that will laugh at you in a gym they're no different than a troll they're a or a bully that's what they are and you know it, it, it's um to get past that for me personally it took work it took time it took a long time and you know 
it's something that even at 34 years old, I still from time to time experience it in very weird doses. And that's fine. That's, that's, that's okay. I've accepted that. It sucks, but you know, you just, every time it hits, you know, I feel like I learned something new in how to, in how to handle it better and to learn from it. And you just, I keep going. I keep going. You know, from a mental, you know, going back to, you know, earlier this month when I was in that, you know, rut, if you will, you know, physically I felt like crap, mentally I felt like crap, and that's what, you know, it stems from that mental aspect, you know, if you don't feel good mentally, physically, you're not, you're not there, you're a shell of yourself, and that sucks, it's a terrible feeling, it's a very, very awful feeling, and, you know, for all, all those out there who are listening or, you know, will read about it or whatever, just, you know, take care of yourself, but don't be afraid to talk about it with people. Don't be afraid. Everyone goes through this. Everyone does. There are going to be people out there who probably say, oh, toughen up, toughen up. Fuck them. Fuck them. They got, they got mental issues too. They're just too chicken shit to say anything about it. Toughen up. Horse shit. You got to learn how to navigate these through all of this. At least I say that, you know, it's, it's, you cope with it, you learn through it, but don't be afraid to battle it. Don't submit to it, but don't be afraid to battle it. Fuck anxiety, fuck stress, you know, fuck depression. It's taken too many lives. And, you know, I've had my dark days where it, it, I felt it was, you know, I was close to the end myself and I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. We've all, we've all had those moments. I guarantee it. We've all had those moments, but you know, this time around, um, I'm happy to say that I was able to navigate it um, a lot better than I have in the past. Aside from my, you know, those nights where I went to the bottle a little too much, um, but you know, just um, the physical training I've been doing as of lately, my diet, you know, I, I think that's helped get me through it a bit easier than some other times. Uh, being able to talk with, it, with my roommate about Terrence Bain, who's also a co-host with me on the Ramblings of Mad Men and has been a guest on this podcast. You know, we're very much cut from very similar cloths and, you know, he's uh, real easy to talk to about this stuff and he understands it. Uh, other friends of mine, you know, it's just whether through texting, you know, face-to-face conversations, even a phone call, like, you know, we, it just, you know, when we talk about it, you know, we're able to converse and really relate to each other. That helps. I, I, I feel we get something out of it and it helps just helps us go forward in, in overcoming what's what's hampering us down. Because, I mean, it's, you know, we get cold, we get flus, we get food poisoning and it takes us down a bit. But eventually we get better. Right. And especially, you know, in, the, in those examples. And so with with anxiety and depression, you know, stress, um, you know, I know it's going to come back. I, I know it's going to come back. There's always something. I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of time. But, you know, I do what I can with what I got to to just, you know, keep it at bay. You know, some things I can handle. You know, like financials, I just work harder. Work harder. I do more favor deliveries. I do get more personal training clients. I sell more supplements on the side, you know. Um, you got to keep fighting. Got to keep fighting. And when you do that, 
you know, you just you, you got to take the fight to it. And sometimes it's it's it's. it's it, am I saying it's easy? Hell no. Hell. Is it hard? Yes. But you know, it's such a it's a battle worth fighting. Don't submit in the battle, but just keep going. And you know, uh, a friend of mine. Um, I won't mention her name, but she. Uh, I like to refer to her as client client zero. <laughs> and uh, maybe she's she'll be listening. I'm not too sure. I'll I'll give her a heads up. But uh, you know, she's going through a bit of a rough patch herself. You know, just those moments of of uncertainty. You know, and uh, just to let her know, just um, you know, keep your head up. And uh, the expectations that others have of you, uh, just tell those people to fuck off. You know, fuck their expectations. You know, take care of you. You know, it's, you got this. You certainly got this. Um, and just remember that, you know, not just her, but all of us. You know, there's um, the expectations of others. That's their expectations, not yours. If you're not happy, if you don't want to do what they want you to do, then don't do what they want you to do. Um, that's their problem. For some reason or the other, they feel that they should control your life and tell you what to do. Um, no, don't let them do that. It's, it's not worth it. Just take care of you. Do you, as they say. Is that, was that still in the do you thing? But um, yeah. But uh, to all those out there, who are going through something, stress, anxiety, depression, all of the above. Uh, you got this. We got this. It's about it's about opening up, taking care, helping helping each other get through this as one. It's a team, you know. And for those out there who, you know, are a little afraid of doing it, don't be afraid anymore of talking about what, you know, your mental, you know, your mental health. Don't be afraid. It's not, it shouldn't be stigmatized. It shouldn't. So... You know, that's, uh, can't, can't really think of anything else to just really harp on, you know, just on that. But, uh, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, you got to keep going. You got to keep fighting. You know, there's a, I believe in all of us, there is a, there's a fighter, there's a warrior, warrior in all of us in terms of just fighting the, the, the never-ending battles of life. And so... Do what you can with what you got and keep on going. Well, everybody, that is it for this episode of the Cerebral Fit Podcast under the new format. Um, I'm really happy with what I got done and accomplished in this episode. I feel it's a bit more versatile and it involves more of the viewership and gets people, you know, you just you shine the light, not just on you know, what I do, but also what on others are doing as well, whether it's in fitness, mental health, or whatever else they're doing in life. And so I feel really confident and happy about, you know, what I've accomplished in this episode. And so, you know, it's just a matter of being consistent and continuing the path forward and making sure that I, you know, hold myself, you know, (laughs) accountable for getting and producing new content out there. Um, You know, it's, it's been a real busy month. It's been a hell of a month. And so I just have this very varied... I don't know. I just... Uh, April's coming up. And 
you know, I just feel that April for some reason or the other is just going to be one for the ages. I just feel it in my bones. And maybe not just for me, maybe for everybody, but I just have this feeling it's it's just really going to be a month for the books. But um, needless to say, yeah. Uh, uh, shout out to all you who are continuous listeners of the podcast. You know, it's, it's still very much a growing podcast. I mean, you know, I'm just a guy here in West Texas. You know, doing a podcast from his kitchen, but you know that's the beauty of this. And so, um, you know, hit the subscribe button for this podcast. I know with a new format, it might be more of your liking. So, you know, it's much easier if you hit that subscribe button. You know, I plan to release episodes every Friday now. Uh, you know, be something you can listen to on the way to work, on the way back from work, wherever at the house, in the gym. You know, episodes will be released every Friday. Uh, there will no longer be any more just random episodes that pop up. I just feel it's more advantageous now to just produce episodes and release them on a set date, which will be Friday. So every Friday, a new episode of the Cerebral Fit Podcast will be released uh, via the Anchor app and then on other podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. I'm on man Google Play. I'm on a lot of different ones. Um, also, you can also check me out on the Ramblings of Mad Men, another podcast that's available here on Anchor. Uh, myself, Terrence Spain, and Marcus Miller, our newest uh, comrade in arms on the podcast. Um, you know, we we talk sports, we talk life. You know, we have a lot of fun. You know, we're very much um, bun- <laughs> Uh, uh, a group of uh, rambling yet intelligent men that just like to talk about sports in general and just uh, fantasy sports in general. We all, we are part of the same fantasy football league. I know Marcus from TSA. I've known Terrence since I was 12 years old. So it's really interesting to just sit there and talk and shoot the shit when it comes to all that. Um, You know, uh, other podcasts that are out there, the Sneaky Bands podcast, which is Marcus Miller's uh, first podcast that he started. He's still doing that. Check them out. They're also available on Anchor and iTunes. Uh, another episode, uh, podcast, I should say, uh, that I listen to is Collar and Elbow Wrestling. There are um, a couple chaps that I got to uh, talk to on Twitter and on their podcast as well, just through some voicemails and whatnot. But listen to their podcast as well. They focus on professional wrestling. I'm a massive professional wrestling fan, as many of you know. And so they started a podcast that focuses on professional wrestling. So they have a lot of good opinions, uh, especially right now. It's WrestleMania season. (laughs) So they got a lot to talk about when it comes to what's coming up here uh, in the world of professional wrestling. So uh, I'm trying to think of any other thing else that I've got to cover um no that's it um just to all my family and friends out there hope everyone's doing good and uh once again just tune into the cerebral fit podcast new episodes will from this point on just drop on friday so i appreciate you for listening to this episode i hope you got something out of it hope you enjoy the new format and uh i mean that's just you got to keep working at it. it's a grind it's a hustle and so this is what i like to do you know, it's a part of my being now as a person. You know, uh, I like to question everything, you know, everything and anything. So I feel on this podcast, it gives me that outlet to do so, but in a very creative and uh, constructive way. So needs to say out there, uh, just shout out to everyone else. Um, you know, uh, the focus of this episode was mental health, my mental health, but also, you know, in turn, thus everyone else's as well. Do life, life can be a bitch. It can really be a bitch, but, um, you know you gotta you gotta fight back you gotta don't don't let don't submit to it don't just don't succumb to it fight back 
and the trolls out there, the bullies that may be giving you shit for what you're doing in your life, don't let them chase you. You chase them. Chase them away. And so, you know. <laughs> but uh, my name is James Reese. This is the Cerebral Fit Podcast. Y'all have a great day.